1: That brings us to our speaker today, Bishop Kenneth Omer. I've had the pleasure to know and to work alongside my brother for many years. Um, The thing I love about Bishop, he's a kingdom-minded minister, and it's just what you were saying, Jim, it's he crosses racial barriers, he crosses denominational barriers um, so that this could happen, what the Apostle Paul said, with the goal that the local church does what Paul says in Ephesians 4 that we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That's a lot. Let me say that one again. That the local church, that would be you, that would be me, reaches unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and becomes mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. It's a big goal, isn't it? But I've seen it in action. I still remember the first time I heard Bishop. It was a citywide event kind of like this. What struck me was how comfortable he was addressing a mostly white audience, what he lovingly refers to as vanilla, and how he challenged us to be the church unified under the banner of Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit. That day, he set the tone for me and I think for the city in a lot of ways, for unity that the church is experiencing in greater measure today in Los Angeles. Faithful Central Bible Church, that's the church where Bishop Ulmer has served as senior pastor for 33 years, 34 years. It touches many facets of the community there, from the media industry to city government to the state house. In August, Faithful Central was an integral part of leading the opposition to a bill They would have severely restricted the free exercise of the faith and practice of Christian colleges in California. It was called SB 1146. And it was exciting to partner with Faithful Central in, in contacting legislators and getting them to kill that bill, which they did. But beyond that, Bishop is all about building up the body of Christ, which he has done serving as a teacher a board member and mentor at institutions like Pepperdine University, Biola University, the King's Seminary, and University in Los Angeles and Oxford, UK, Grace Theological Seminary and Union Theological Seminary. And on the church level, Bishop is currently presiding Bishop over Macedonia International Bible Fellowship, which is based in Johannesburg, South Africa. I know that Bishop spends a lot of time there. His radio ministry is called Building Champions, which is heard daily in Southern California. He has written eight books, including the latest, Passionate God. Married for 38 years to Togeta Omer, He has two daughters, one son, who's with us today, and five grandchildren. Would you welcome Kenneth Ulmer?
2: Oh, praise the Lord. You hear me? I can't hear you. Everybody that's been blessed, give the Lord a hand of praise, won't you? Oh, come on, come on. That that sounds like a little patty cake. God's been better than that. Amen. start tardes, mi amigos. That's all you get. That's all I got. That's, that's all I got. I was just, uh, Dr. Castleberry was just. Being bilingual up in here, and I'm bow down to you, my brother. <laughs> That's all you're gonna get from me, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, and then adios. I know that one. Okay. <laughs> Amen. I uh, I am so honored to be here. Wow. Um, I I just got back. This a serious point. Then we we'll get to the word. <laughs> not that the word is not serious. Uh, but I just got back from Nassau, and my uh our church went there for a special service. They had 109 people who went from Los Angeles uh, to Nassau, and uh, the storm was coming in. And so uh, we made arrangements as best we could uh, for our departure, and three of our members got stranded there, and they're there as we speak. So I've been on the phone um, texting and and talking all night. Um, They... um, uh, they tried to change their flights to leave on today, and then uh, then the uh, airport canceled all flights. And so they're trying to get home on Saturday. So I've been kind of back and forth um, uh, praying with them and staying in touch with them, and uh, th- they're doing okay. But as you can imagine, that's part of my head. My mind is there. Um, let me just share this with you, then I'll move on. There has never been a storm that did not end there has never been a storm that did not end yeah. Yeah, no. some of you if, if if you were in my church back home, you could put your finger up and go home, but that's all you that's <laughs> just put your finger up thats that's your word right there that's your word uh, doesn't matter what storm you are in. There has never been a storm that did not end. Praise the Lord. I have the weather report. The storm is passing over. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, Terry and Adam and uh, I'm sorry, Andy and um, all the members of, of Salem, thank you so very much for doing this. Um, I don't know other than Salem. I don't know very many cities where um, this kind of gathering is is put together to honor the men and women who are on the front lines, the ones who are in the trenches. Um, Several years ago, I came to Multnomah School of the Bible. I've been pastoring about maybe a year or so, and I heard for the first time Dr. Howard Hendricks. And Dr. Hendricks said, uh, of all the places that I go, of all the places that I speak, I would rather speak to a group of pastors. Uh, Than any other gathering. Uh, Dr. Hendricks said. I'd rather speak. To a group of pastors. uh, Than any other gathering. Um, He said. Because what God does through you. Exponentially. Can reach the world. Um, And I am honored to be here. I. um, I want to speak. I want to speak a Blessing over you I want to um, I want to pray I want to speak a prayer over you over your lives over your families over your assignment I want to speak a blessing in the words of John Who said, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. John says, "I, I wish it It is one of the words that is used as synonym for I pray. he says i I pray this. I, I speak a prayer over you and and the word uh, the word for wish for, for prayer, for petition is is a dual directional term it's, it's dual directional um, he He is saying it to them. Uh, but it simultaneously is being spoken to god for them i'm going too fast i mean let me, let me try it again when when he says i'm i pray this he's telling he's telling uh, gaius he says i'm i'm praying this for you but but because that word is dual directional what he says to gaius I'm praying for you. He is simultaneously praying. To God for him. Uh, And so he speaks this. uh, For Gaius. But he speaks it for Gaius to God. And so he says God. uh, Prosper him. He says Lord. um, May he be in health. He says, Lord, as his soul prospers. And, and he, he identifies young Gaius uh, as beloved. Uh, and so several times in this prayer, several times in this proclamation, he says, beloved, beloved. He, he refers to him as beloved, um, loved one. He, he identifies him as someone that he loves watch this but that he loves enough to pray for uh, which raises a question uh, uh, who do you pray for who, who's on your prayer list whom do you love enough <laughs> to, uh, to take a hold of the horns of the altar, uh, and and cry out to God. Who who do you love enough to enter in behind the veil and speak to God on their behalf? Who who, um, who do you pray for? Uh, flip side. Who's praying for you? Who who loves you enough to pray for you especially in those times ah when there's so much stuff going on that that you you can't even pray for yourself now I know some of you are too spiritual you 've never been there but some of us know what it's like when storms are raging and winds are blowing and the billows are tossing, that you are so inundated, you're so weighed down that you can't even pray for yourself. Then who's praying for you? John says, I, I'm praying for you, man. I, I love you enough to lift you up to God. I, uh, and here's what I'm praying. He says, I, I pray uh, that you would prosper. He, he opens up by saying, um, I love you in the truth. I wish above all that you may prosper and be in good health. And as your soul prosper, I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. I'll put a pen in truth. I'm going to come back to that before I go home tonight. Uh, but he emphasizes that this prayer for him is related to his life, their lives, in the truth. And so he says, I'm praying for you, son. I, I, pray, I pray that you may prosper. Ah, now that word has, has been, uh, yeah, that word... Um, um, I, I, I had a prof one time that said uh, that, that uh, heresy uh, is truth taken to an illogical extent, t- taken to an illogical extreme that distorts the very truth that it speaks of. I'm going too fast. Th- that heresy is taking truth to such an extreme, but it distorts the very truth that it speaks of. Uh, and I fear, methinks, that in these last and evil days, uh, maybe this term for prosperity uh, has been so distorted uh, that we ought to go back to the word. It's amazing what happens when you go back to the word. Just, um, and so John says, I pray that you may prosper. Now, 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 this word prosper, is, it's a compound word. Com- the, 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 root, the root of this word prosper means uh, a road, uh, a way, a trail, a journey. I'll give it to you again. Uh, this word, the root, the root word means uh, a road or a way, a trail uh, or a path or a journey. And and the prefix, the prefix eu means well or good. One more time. The prefix means well or good. And so the root of this word, prosper, prosper means. It means a road or well or a trail or a journey well. So, so to prosper means uh, to travel the road well. Let's say it another way. Uh, to to prosper means uh, to journey well. It it, uh, it 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 does not exclude, but it goes far beyond material blessing. If I had more time, I'd unpack that, but I, ain't got, I got to go back home. Um, <laughs> but, but, but it does not exclude pro- uh, financial and, and, and material, but it's bigger than that. And the degree to which you limit prosperity just to the stuff that you can hold and spend and, and, and put on your back is a degree to which you want to miss what God's saying to you, because the prosper is much bigger than that. Ah, and so he says, I pray that you would journey well. I, I, that's my prayer for you. That your journey through life, God, I love it, uh, would be well. That you would travel well. You're you on an assignment. And I pray that you would travel well. Hmm. Da- David, David knew something about this journey through life. Uh, he, he one day, um, maybe he was sitting on one of the sides of the curvaceous slopes of Judea and looked out among the valleys and he saw uh, a shepherd, a common scene in the culture of the times. Uh, And and David looked out and he saw uh, a shepherd leading sheep. Uh, And his mind pressed the rewind button and he started having flashbacks of those days when he tended the sheep of his daddy, Jesse, Uh, because David remembered when he was a shepherd. Uh, and, and he may have taken his quill and taken his little pen and, and he wrote, The Lord is my uh, shepherd. Um, he remembered how he would lead sheep on the path yes. uh, as a loving shepherd. Uh, um, but But he wrote the psalm not from the perspective of a shepherd, He said, The Lord is my shepherd. Hmm, because we, we wear uh, two hats in a dual role. We, we pastors, we, we shepherd God's sheep. But if the truth were told, we are shepherds but we are sheep. And we must never forget uh, that no matter how big your flock gets as a shepherd you're still a sheep who needs a shepherd. God God calls us that as we journey through this Thing called time we are both shepherds and sheep uh, shepherds who shepherd God's sheep but sheep in need of a shepherd uh, by the way who, who who shepherds you the most dangerous sheep is the sheep who travels alone the most vulnerable sheep is the sheep who travels alone. Who who shepherds you? Uh, I know you're the pastor. Who pastors you? I know you're the authority. Oh, who, Whose authority do you submit to? Yeah. I know you call the shots. Who tells you <laughs> what shots to call? Uh, because we are but shepherds. And we are also sheep. And then David goes on to say, uh, in this journey, uh, he, he leads me uh, in paths of righteousness. Um, and, and then he says, and he um, maketh me to lie down. Uh, on this journey, there are stops on the journey. And John says, I pray that you would journey well, which means there will be stops now, now you would think that as, uh, as a smart sheep—well, w- that's an oxymoron. Uh, 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 you, you would think that when a sheep comes near green pastures, uh, th- they would realize it's time to stop. Uh, uh, y- a smart sheep should know that if there are green pastures around, there ought to be some place to sit down. But, but as I said, smart sheep—I don't think was in God's Vocabulary, and so he says, uh, "He maketh me to lie down." Yeah. yeah, yeah, you, you, you have a choice. You can lie down on your own, or he'll make you lie down. God brought someone here today to make you lie down with your busy self. Because we're running and running and hurrying and hurrying to get down the road, down the road, down the road. And God says, Sometimes I'll make you lie down. And, and then, then God says, On this journey, on this journey, uh, uh, the road, listen, the road is linear. God's love is angular. I'm going too fast. You know the straight and narrow. You, you, you know that. Now. And yet how many times do we find ourselves as sheep uh, wandering off the road? Uh, all we, like sheep, have gone astray. Uh, we, everybody in it. Do y'all say that up here? Everybody here? everybody. Uh, Everybody in the house, all we go astray. How? Like sheep. Sheep, sheep don't, uh, don't jump off the road. Uh, sheep find uh, grass to eat. They put their heads down. And they start nibbling. Uh, uh, And as long as there's something to nibble on, they they nibble and nibble and nibble and nibble and nibble and nibble and nibble. And and when they look up, they have gone astray. Uh, What are you nibbling on? What has distracted you from the call of the journey? What has caused you to turn aside and get off the path that God has ordained for you? What has captured your attention to the point where you've lost focus of the thing that God has ordained and anointed you for? All we like sheep go astray. He prepares a table before me hmm. on this journey. My prayer is that you would journey well and know that on this journey, listen, he prepares a table before me. Ah, there's, there's the revelation. Don't shout till you see what before means. Uh, because the key to the journey is the before. Uh, and, and it raises uh, a grammatical linguistic challenge. Because the word for before uh, is both and, it, and at both times it can be uh, an adverb of time. Or a preposition of Location. I'm going too fast. Let me back it up and give it to you again. He prepares the table, prepares the table, the table, the blessing where before me, either as an adverb of time. Or a preposition of location. Help you um, uh, in South Africa, they, 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 they give you tours of of uh, of um, tribal life in South Africa. And when you go to this one one village, you come into this hut, this hut, uh, and it's the hospitality hut. Hospitality hut. Uh, And then connected to the hospitality hut is the kitchen hut. Uh, I'll give it to you again. You come in uh, and they receive you at the hospitality hut. Uh, But connected to the hospitality hut is the kitchen hut. Now, inside the kitchen in the middle of this hut in the ground, there's a there's a stove that the homemade stove and they're they're cooking up stuff. Now, you are next door in the hospitality hut. Uh, But next door to that in the kitchen hut, a meal is being prepared. Now, now, while you are there in the hospitality hut, you don't know what's being prepared in the kitchen hut. But after a while, the aromas begin to creep out of the kitchen hut into the hospitality hut and the atmosphere begins to change because you begin to sense the aromas that next door somebody is cooking up something that smells mighty good. God says he prepares a table, a blessing before you, and you can't always see it. You can't always describe it. You don't know what's on the menu, but the atmosphere begins to change and be charged with hope and be charged with faith and before you know it you begin to realize that God is up to something God is doing something and I can't see it but I can feel it and back home we used to say I can feel something deep down within I, I can't explain it I can't talk about it but God is doing something in my spirit that I sense he's about to move on and the folk next to you might not be able to smell what you're smelling but they don't have the call that's on your life and so God says if you're Hold on, I'll prepare this blessing and let you know that something is coming and he's going to do it right in your face. Lipanim, in your face. God's got a blessing in your face. God's got deliverance in your faith. God's got hope in your faith. God's got an anointing in your faith. God says he'll prepare a table before you. Um, Preach, Bishop, you're doing good. Um, He prepares a table before you, but it also can be an adverb of time, uh, time prepares the table before, be, bef- before you. Before you, he's preparing the table. Uh, adverb of time. Uh, and b- back in the day, they would uh, the the the, uh, the shepherd would bed down the sheep, uh, and they'd often would go you know down the road a little bit uh, and prepare the next place that they would stop. And so the, the the shepherd would go down the road a bit, and then they'd find kind of an opening, kind of a clearing, and uh, and he would clear that space see, and put out. We we would call it a pallet. Y'all y'all ain't from the country. Y'all never know about a pallet. You know? uh, okay, yeah, put a little pallet out. A, a marker, a little marker. Uh, 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 a little rug. Uh, and this reminds y'all, just kind of raise your hand and say, I got it. Yeah, because I don't know if I got your home. Yeah. yeah, but he puts a little marker, see, and then he goes back down to where the sheep are. Now, on his way back, he be- makes sure to clear away all of the debris and the rocks and the, the twigs and the branches that would harm the sheep when they come the next day. Now, when the sheep are awakened on the next day, he begins to lead them on this section of the journey. And he knows in his mind that down the road, there is a table. That has been prepared for the sheep before the sheep get there, on their way to the blessing that the that the shepherd has already prepared. They begin to notice that the road and the journey begins to get a little better. Not wondering what happened to all of the rocks that should be here, what happened to all the twigs that should be here. We should have fallen by the wayside, but they don't realize that the enemy would have put things in their path to stop them. But because the shepherd Was already marking out the place of the blessing, he cleared away all the stuff that would have stopped them from getting to the blessing. All they had to do was keep on walking and keep on trusting the shepherd. Y'all didn't get that. All they had to do was keep on walking. If they stopped along the way, they would miss the blessing that was already prepared before they got there. Y'all ain't got it yet. I came to tell some pastor today, I don't care how discouraged you may be, don't stop walking. I don't care how long you have to cry at night. Don't stop walking. I don't care if you've got tricky trustees and devilish deacons. Don't stop walking because God has prepared a blessing with your name on it. If you keep on walking, he's prepared a blessing and a table before you get there. Now, since you know it's coming, you've got to learn how to praise God for what's coming before it gets there. Y'all didn't get that, did you? You've got to learn anybody can praise God after the blessing comes It takes faith to praise God for what's coming before you see it. About 19 folk in here ought to have enough faith just to praise God for the table that's already prepared before you. Ah, I'm running out of time. I got to go home. Got to go home. Got to go home. Ah, Let me go home on this. Finally, he says this. He says, "Um, pray that you would walk in truth. Ah, God, I love it. That on this journey, as you prosper, that you may prosper. Watch this now. As your soul prospers. You missed that. I pray that thou mayest prosper even as your soul prospers. You missed it. I'll give it to you again. He says, I'm praying a particular kind of prayer. And my prayer is that you would prosper not in a vacuum, but that you would prosper even as, one version says, the same way as your soul prospers. (sighs) For some of us, that's a blessing. For some of us, That might be a curse. Because he prayed that you would only prosper to the degree to which your soul prospers. I'm ready to go home. John says the way to prosper is to walk in truth, your soul prospers as it feeds on truth. Your, your journey is enhanced uh, as, as, as you as you walk in truth. And see, God, God made us. I'm gonna rush on with this uh, tripartite beings. Uh, we are. Um, we are flesh. Uh, we are. Um, we're spirit, um, and we're soul. Let's give it to you again. Uh, some debate about this, some fuzzy lines, but uh, we're flesh. See, um, and we're spirit. See, um, and we're soul. Our our flesh uh, is of the earth realm. And one day, when we cross from time into eternity, our flesh will stretch out before an altar, dressed up in a casket. But it will only be the remains of the flesh. Because someone will say, and we commit this flesh to the earth, earth to earth. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. We do that on the chocolate side. I don't know how they do it on the vanilla side, but that's what we do it on chocolate side. We send y'all home with earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, see? Uh, Work with me, people, work with me. (laughs) But when you die, your spirit is absent from the flesh. And present with the Lord. In between, God has given us a soul. Yeah, he's given us a, a cognitive ability. And it is my, my soul, my, 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 my ability to make choices that will choose in this journey through life, will I listen to my flesh or will I listen to my spirit? Because my flesh will long only for the things of this earth, whereas my spirit longs only for the things of the spirit realm. My flesh only yearns for the terrestrial, but it is my spirit that yearns for the celestial. It is my flesh that yearns for the stuff down here. It is my spirit that recognizes that there is something on the other side of the Jordan that is in the spirit realm. Now, it is my soul, my mind, that must make a choice to choose to live according to my flesh or according to my spirit. Because my flesh is only concerned about facts. My spirit is only concerned about truth. My soul must make a decision. Do I live according to the facts of my flesh or the truth in the spirit realm? Therein lies the blessing of your journey because you will face crossroads after crossroads and you must make a decision to follow the flesh that yearns for facts, Or to follow your spirit that yearns for the things of God and the spirit realm. So the fact may be that you don't have a dime in your pocket. But the truth is, my God shall supply All your needs according to his riches in glory. The fact is you will get lonely sometimes in this ministry building. But the truth is he will never leave you nor forsake you. The fact is that sometimes you'll feel as though you're walking in darkness. But the truth is the Lord is my light. And my salvation. The fact is that the enemy will get on your trail, but the truth is, whom shall I fear? They shall soon be cut down. The fact is that sometimes uh, I feel like I can't make it in my flesh, but the truth is, I can do all things uh, through Christ who strengthens me. The fact is, sometimes uh, I get tired of waiting on God, but the truth is, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their. Their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles. The fact is that sometimes I get tired of worshiping and praising, but the truth is, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. The fact is that sometimes my head is bowed down with discouragement, but the truth is, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up the everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? He's the Lord strong and mighty. Who is the King of glory? He's the Lord mighty in battle. The fact is that in a few weeks we're going to elect somebody to be the president, but they can only reign for eight years. That's the fact. But the truth is we serve a God who's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and he shall reign forever